0: Welcome back. Happy New Year. Blue skies and green pastures all the way in 2022. I'm ready. Are you? Welcome back again. I'm really glad everyone has made it through 2021. And we are looking forward to a new year. And of course, I do want to acknowledge those of us who lost loved ones in 2021, or who suffered greatly through job loss or illness or other difficulties. It's been tough, and today's topic is going to address um, kind of getting back on track. And, you know, when we get a little bit, when we get extremely stressed out, our brains can get stuck in a groove and that can include a groove of a fear, a groove of negative thinking, a groove of helplessness and thinking that we have no control. And today's topic is 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 going to be about kind of getting back on track with our faith and putting God in control of our lives again, instead of trying to, you know, hanging on for dear life. And yes, this is a personal topic. Topic like most of the things I talk about, um, you know, is usually something that's on my mind, and it ends up becoming a podcast and a and a blog. So I did write a blog about this, and I posted it yesterday, and it got a lot of feedback. Seems like a lot of people enjoyed it, so I decided to go ahead and turn it into a podcast. So, I hope you enjoy it. The, the blog was called Letting God Change You, but I actually went through several titles because it was just kind of hard to really figure out exactly what the title should be. So maybe you can think about it and make your, up your own title at the end. Okay, chapter 1 or paragraph 1. New year, new you? Question mark. It's the first week of a new year. Many of us want to be better people in 2022 than we were last year. I think that's just sort of a natural thing. We're like, "Oh, I'm going to I'm going to do better. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that." We make lists, we make promises to ourselves. A lot of times that includes health-related things um, or maybe financial decisions, job decisions, relationship decisions. But something that we might forget about is our spiritual life. And really, if we put that first, that can greatly increase our success in all those other areas. So we... We may look back on the previous year and feel like it wasn't such a successful year, or maybe you had a great year. If so, that's awesome. But this this podcast can still apply to you, so don't don't click away. Um, if, but if you had a rough year, you know, don't give up because why? Because you are not alone in your attempts to make life your life better. God is with you. So, if you're listening to this and you're not a believer in Jesus, some of this may sound a little hokey to you. But I hope you'll keep listening and and you will learn about the transforming power that is available to people who do believe in Jesus. And yes, that is a supernatural power that is available to us. And, you know... Maybe you don't believe in the supernatural, maybe you are a materialist and you only believe in the things that you can see and touch, even if that's microscopic things, but I'm here to tell you that there is another world that's parallel to us that we don't see that is actually real, and there are actually spirits around you, and there's a real God, and there is an afterlife So, I hope you'll keep listening to this. So, what are we talking about when we talk about spiritual growth? Well, spiritual growth is the process of being transformed into the image of Christ. So, does God want us? Does God expect us to be transformed when we accept him as our savior or get saved or get born again there's different ways of of phrasing that but basically if we are a follower of jesus yes god saves us in our sinful state he saves us while we are a mess we're sinners and we're saying help me lord i I need you. But after that point when we believe in him, that's that's just the beginning. We're not supposed to stay in that condition. God wants us to stop sinning and start and start living more like Jesus. So when we do this, we will be changed. And this process is called sanctification. Now, the word sanctification means to be set apart. So if we are sanctified, we are, we are set apart for God. We are used for holy purposes. But, you know, we may not feel super holy all the time. But the process of submitting ourselves to God and letting him use us and change us will make us more and more like him. Now we are not robots and we're not um victims of of just our fate, but we are also not completely in control of our lives. If we are saved, then then God does play a big part in what happens to us in our lives. He has a plan for us and that's what the Bible teaches. That he he knows us before we we're even conceived, before we we're even born. And that's a deep subject that we're not going to go into right now. But yes, God does have a plan for our lives. So we are to cooperate with him in that in that plan. And the only way to do that is if we have faith, if we truly trust God. And if you've been a Christian for more than a, you know, a few weeks. Then you've probably learned that you can trust God in one minute and then take it back the next minute, and some people call that uh, crawling off the altar, or you know, Jesus said to his disciples, you know, take up your cross and follow me, and what does that mean? That means, well, what did Jesus? What happened to Jesus when, when he took up his cross? He died. And that's what we're supposed to do. We are supposed to die to ourselves and follow him. We're to give up our old ways and follow Jesus. Well, how does that happen? I mean, that's that's the hard part, right? The hard part is taking up that cross. The hard part is giving up our own will. So here is a short list just to get started, in case you don't listen to the whole thing, is how can God help you be a better person in 2022? Step one is to pray and submit your will to God. Okay, your will, that means you say, God, I want what you want for my life. Step two is to regularly and prayerfully study your Bible. Okay? Some people aren't going to like that one. But that is key. And step three is to begin to think about the choices you make when certain situations happen in your life. And choose the choices that God wants you to choose. So that's, that's going to require submitting your will to God and step four is to pray daily that God's will be done in your life and for him to glorify you glorify him I'm sorry in in those choices and step five is to be on the alert when these opportunities pop up in your life and to realize that every one of those opportunities is a crossroad it's a It's like, okay, am I going to go right or left? If I go right, then I'm going to continue down this path of sanctification and change. If I go left, then guess what? You're probably going to end up making a U-turn and then eventually you're going to come back to that decision again because God does tend to give us chances over and over to do the right thing. So, let me go over those again. Number one, submit your will to God. Number two, study your Bible. Number three, make right choices. Number four, ask for God's will to be done. And number five, to be alert to the opportunities that will require you to make choices. So, Romans 12, 1-2 says... So Romans is a very important and kind of hard book to read in the Bible, but it's extremely um, just chock full of of things that every Christian needs to know. And I suggest studying it in a Bible study class, or at least listening to um, sermons about it from a preacher, and not just reading it on your own, because it's... it has some pretty deep topics in there that you don't want to get wrong. I mean, some of them you can read it, and if you just if you don't understand the background, if you don't understand the Greek or whatever, um, or the historical things that go along with it, the the cultural setting, it may not make as much sense to you as it should, and you could even misunderstand some of it. So, but this particular verse is is pretty simple it's telling you to present your body as a living sacrifice to God okay that means your body is your life it's not actually saying put yourself on a on an altar and be sacrificed it's saying that your life your life is your your service is your is your sacrifice so basically when you got saved when your sins were forgiven which prevent you from being under judgment of hell in the future, when that, when that happened, you, you became the property of God. And your life from now on is to be lived for God. Okay, the next paragraph is about trials, tests, and temptations. So what happens when you say, "Oh, I'm going on a diet"? Well, the next thing you know, someone's going to walk in with a with a box of donuts, right? Or, or oh, here, look, I got, I picked up this uh, bag of your favorite candy today, or you're, you know, something's going to happen to tempt you to not follow your diet, right? That's what happens every time. So we need to expect these trials, tests, and temptations to increase the minute you make a decision to obey God. Now, does that mean that something's going wrong? No, that means that, that you're on the right track because this is the way we grow in our faith. So that might make you uh, think twice, right? Like, uh, do I really, do I want to, uh, do I want to go through trials, tests, and temptations? Well, you have to think about the reward. What is the reward? The reward is that your faith is going to grow and that you're going to be more like Jesus. So, as a Christian, that should be your goal. And I know it's a little scary. And, you know, even I am like, Ugh, I don't want to go through any trials. 2021 was... A, enough trials, right? But I also know that God's going to carry me one day at a time. And, you know, even just saying that out loud makes me a little nervous. But I trust God. So it's like that's the question do we really trust God? Because if we do, if we really believe He's real and He's able to take care of us, even in hard times, if we are, if we develop that close relationship with Him, that we that we can go to Him for comfort when we, you know, that we know He's there. We can't see Him, but He's real. Then we can uh, trust Him to go through these trials. Even Jesus, after He was baptized, after God said, "This is My beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased." That's what happened, like, immediately after that. Jesus was taken by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. So here is the Son of God, and he has to go through 40 days of temptation by the devil himself. Of course, we know, because we can read the Gospels, that Jesus did not fail in any of those temptations. And Satan was offering him uh, great things. You know, he offered him all the kingdoms of the world. He offered him, you know, all kinds of stuff. But Jesus didn't fall for it. So Jesus had to go through that so that we can know as his children that he understands what we're going through. And that's what makes Jesus different than all other religions at all other, um, you know, like Jesus is not a prophet. Jesus is God, but he was God in a human body. And that's what makes him different than every other religion. All the other religions like, you know, Islam and just you name it, any other religion, their leader, their prophet, their main guy that people worship they, they aren't God, but Jesus is God. So, but he also was fully human. And that's pretty hard to understand. But if he hadn't been, then he would not be able to understand what we're going through. I'm going to take a quick pause because I got to sneeze. Okay. So in my experience, um, like I said before, God often gives us another chance when we don't get it right. So this may be you know you may God may have presented a difficult situation to you in the past and you didn't do the right thing. you you chose the easy way out, the more comfortable way you didn't you didn't do what God wanted you to do. So don't be surprised if that something like that happens again. That's your chance to do, it, to do it right the next time. And think of that opportunity as a growth opportunity. And also, if you think of yourself as being on a game board, you're not going to move forward until you get that one right. So do the hard thing and just trust that God has a reason for that. And, and actually be excited to see, okay, what is God going to do with this situation? I'm going to trust him even if I lose my job, even if I have to spend a lot of money, even if, you know, I enter into a difficult season of life. I'm going to trust God and I'm going to see what God is going to do because that is the thing. God is going to get the glory, but you are going to get the growth. There's, I mean, actually, you may get a little glory out of it, too. But that's not the point. So trust God. Now, did my family want to go through uh, my husband being in the hospital last year with COVID? No, we did not. It was it was it was terrible, and we're still you know actually recovering from that. But it was definitely a transforming experience as far as our faith and as far as finding out you know um, just learning a lot about ourselves and, you know, I found out just how much I really love my husband and, um, you know, hard times make stronger people. If God's with you, it can also destroy you if, if you don't let God keep you, keep you up, you know, And, and, you know, God has sometimes in the Bible destroyed people who, who were not who are not living for God. You know, he, he can, uh, tear you down too. So, you want to be on his side. So, we are free to serve God. When we, when we have our sins forgiven, we be, we are free from sin, from the debt. That, that's why Jesus says, um, if, if I make you free, then you're going to be free indeed. So he meant free in a, in a, in a way that, not that the way the world means free. free. We are free to serve him. We're not free to sin. We're not free to do anything we want. So we are now free to serve God with our lives. So because of that, that means that God is going to be in control. So we are going to be submitting daily, hourly, minutely our thoughts and our actions to God's will. So surrendering like that, it's its not something that your average uh, unsaved person is interested in doing. So if you are a Christian... You. This may be the first time you're even hearing about that. Maybe you. Maybe you went to church, you heard the gospel, and you said, Oh, yeah, I'm definitely a sinner, and I want my sins to be forgiven. But then you never got any Bible study, or, you know, you just didn't... Maybe you're not a deep thinker, and that's fine. A lot of people aren't. So you didn't think about it a lot, and you're just like, Okay, good, I'm not going to hell now, and, you know, I'm a good person. But you may not understand that God has more for you. God wants to use you for his glory. Not just for you to, you know, just be an average person. He He has plans for your life. So just wait. I mean, just don't wait. Just like starting today, start praying that God will show you, what, what do you want me to do today, God. And, you know, I actually started on, uh, my life started to change a couple years ago when I started reading this devotional book by K. Arthur, and this was a book with a very specific focus of yielding to God on a daily basis, and that God is, is our, you know, he is our master, and we are his servants. And... You know, when I started like just asking God every day, show me the way, what do you want from me? I, I really changed a lot. My faith grew and and it's an, it's a, it's a worldview. It's a perspective that will change your life if that's what you want. You know, you have to want that. And like I said, it goes back to having faith that God is good and that God is real. And when this happens, God is going to change your life in unexpected ways. He, he may, um, you know, he may take you away from some things that you really like. And because he's like, well, that's not bad what you're doing, but I need you to work over here, you know? So you have to be willing to follow him, even if that means giving some things up and, you know, you can also trust that God has a good plan. So if he, if he's going to take you away from something that you like, you can, he's not going to do bad things to you. He's not going to, you know, make you do something that you don't have a gift for, or, you know, he's going to provide the means he's going to, and he's going to help you, you know, you're going to enjoy it as long as you want God's will. So. Here's a concrete example of what living for God looks like and living in God's will. Say you wake up in the morning, you know, your your alarm goes off, you have to go to work. You, you get ready, you know, you're on your little schedule, you have it down to a science. and But then, since you're trying something new, you say, please take my life and use it. For your glory, God, and show me the way. Well, after you say that prayer, you walk out your door, and there's your neighbor on the driveway next to yours, and he's like, "Hey, uh, can you can you give me a jump? My battery's dead." Well, now is that is that choice that you have to make? Are you gonna help your neighbor, or are you gonna say, "I'm sorry, I'm you know I I'm, I got a a schedule to keep because when God puts these unexpected things in your path, he's watching and he, he wants you to do the right thing. So you can pray about it or you can just assume, okay, this is, this is a God thing. God wants me to do this. I mean, always pray about everything, but if it, if you just said a prayer and then you walk out the door and something strange happens it's probably a God thing. So you, but what if that, you know, what if that's going to make you late to work? Does that matter? It, it doesn't matter. You, that's when trusting God for the outcome comes in. So you have to say, oh yeah, sure. Let me, let me get my jumper cables. You go over there and you jump the neighbor and you trust that if you are late, that God's gonna take care of it, and I mean, no matter what, even if you lost your job, you trust that God would take care of it. I mean, it's it's a new way of living. I mean, you never know that your this neighbor of yours could be someone who needs to see Christian faith in action. I mean, think of the Good Samaritan, or you know, uh, maybe this person knows that you're a Christian and he's testing to see are you going to help him you know he might not be a christian he might be anti-christian so these little situations are going to come up a lot so the submission part is a very subtle change in our way of thinking it's a way of of thinking that we are not we aren't choosing what we do for god God is giving us opportunities and we're choosing if we're going to obey or not. So obedience is the key. So I hope that that this has been helpful and that if you, you know, you want to change your if you want to if you want to be a better person in 2022, I hope that you'll see that it has nothing to do with self-help books. It's it doesn't have anything to do with the law of attraction or any of the myriad um, fake Christian books out there that, that try to tell you how to be better, all you need is your Bible and you need to obey. But you, you're you not going to know what, God, what obeying means if you don't read your Bible. So that's why reading the Bible is so important. Because otherwise, if you don't know what the Bible says, then you might... You might think, oh, well, God wants me to do this or God would never want me to do that. Then you read the Bible and you're like, oh, it actually says that I should do this. <laughs> so that's why Bible study and and uh, listening to podcasts that explain the Bible are so important. So I'd like to give you a few suggestions, um, some really good podcasts that you can listen to. Uh, one is... Tony Evans, The Alternative, he, his, his sermons are so good. They, they're more like teaching sessions, and you can scroll through the topics on, I, I use Apple Podcast, so Tony, Tony Evans is really good, and then we also have Truth for Life with Alistair Begg, he is extremely good uh, for that can learn so much and there's another one that's a little deeper called the table and that's a really uh helpful podcast and then we have wretched radio that's a little bit more entertaining but has a lot of commercials on it it's still really good and let's see uh through the bible through the bible with Jay verna mcgee that's a podcast, I, I've listened to it on the radio all my life, and sometimes I still go back to it. It's the entire Bible, so they call it the Bible Bus. So if you've never heard of Jay Vernon McGee, you can listen to him. If you're in Houston, he's on 105.7, and they also have an internet uh, radio you can listen to. That's the KHCB uh, program. So I highly recommend J. Vernon McGee. And we also have Adrian Rogers, who is really good. If you live in Houston, uh, just listen to KHCB, especially um, in the mornings and afternoons. And you'll hear a lot of great um, sermons and Bible study. And uh, let's see... The Elisa Childers podcast is really good. It it's a little bit more political, but it's Christian. And and plus there's so many. There, there's so many good ones, but those are just a few. And like I said, the Tony Evans one, if if that's the only one you listen to, you'll learn a lot. I mean, he he is one of the best preachers out there. And then I also love Vody Bacham. But Tony's sermons you can listen to on a short run. You can listen to two if you're going for an hour run. And, like, I use the Apple Podcasts, so you can actually, you know, hit that 15-second, 30-second fast-forward to get through the little commercials that they do. And, you know, you can you can listen to several in one session, you know, if you do that. Anyway, I hope this has been helpful. And... I've thought about, you know, kind of ending this podcast and I don't know what God's plans are for me. But for now, thank you for listening and God bless. Oh, and please share.